welcome to Untold Hong Kong Stories, multimedia narratives from the margins. This is a podcast series where we hear the stories of people in our community, from Hong Kong's non-Chinese locals to marginalized members of our community. We hope that by sharing their stories, we can think about the way we live ours and create a more inclusive and diverse society. I'm Emily from the Department of English Language and Literature of Hong Kong Baptist University, and our guests for today's podcast are Dawit, a youth worker and educator, focusing on social and environmental justice, and Justin, an MPhil candidate at the University of Hong Kong, who is also a sex educator. And today we're going to make it much more interesting, um, even more interesting,、um, when we try to look at dig deeper into、um, the question with a little twist of your profession as a as a teacher and specifically teaching in Hong Kong. So,、um, my first question to start off this episode、um, will be something relevant to what we have talked about previously. So,、uh, if you remember, the last question that we have in the previous episode was actually. Um, whether you think you are a minority in Hong Kong、um, as an individual and also as as a teacher, so now if I asked you to think about what you teach again, right?、Um, do you think you are teaching as the margins of education? I always say that we are just filling the gap. As I we、mm. as as an echo to a, a, a phrase that I use in the last <laughs> episode. So I, I'm just filling the gap because teachers are not um trained to do sex education, or or let's just say that the current um curriculum to change teachers in their um like um MA program or MEd program or in a PGDA program. It's not mandatory. So, sex doing sex education is not mandatory, or sex education itself usually、um, been、um, put in into、um, religious studies or even like moral studies as a way to you know like scare students off in terms of their homosexuality. And sometimes like these kind of like、um, sex negative education is in fact、um, quite damaging towards the, the sexual life or、um, regarding the ch-、um, the kids' life when they grow up. So, in terms of what we do as sex educator, is to fill the gap. Should the school let us in, then that's a good good start. Meaning that、um, we are they they allowed us to, you know, penetrate. Um, their 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 education system and to fill in what is left what has been left out in their um you know um um educations um where the teachers are not trained to do but the thing is like for I think like the would would echo my our、uh, my observation is that like for us who do like um so called education that fill in gaps usually school only allow us like one or two sessions per year. Not just per semester, it's per year, and then if we go back the following year to see the same group of students, most of the time they already forgotten what we have taught them. Taught them. So, like the important part is that, like for us educator, we've done our work. Like we have to spoken to、um, kids regarding、um, the, our, our own issues, like our, our own like respective issues, say sex or race, and then teachers in their school should follow. Or incorporated in incorporating them into their own、um, teaching or pedagogy whatsoever. 
So um, yeah, one of one of the example that I use, especially for um, international school teachers, is um, about teaching etymology. So say for example, a lot of kids ask me where does the word "come" comes from. What does the word "come" means? <laughs> I give them a etymological answer. So it comes from a sixteen um, hundred, I think it's sixteen hundred poem that actually describing premature ejaculation. So I have an entire slide talking about this, and then I'll explain that. Oh, in fact, copious food is called pre-come, and then something like that is going on. So this is human biology. Sometimes, like sex, it's not a one-off issue. It's a interconnected things that occurs in multiple disciplinary. Um, that's why that's why it is important for teachers to continue our work. But but going back to your initial question, is that whether we are doing like margin of our uh, or marginal work in in filling gaps of the current education? Then yes, we are doing that, and it is still inadequate. But we are trying our best to do our best, law. Mm. Yes, you're the annual VIP of this room. <laughs> 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 I go with that every. But that sounds like something that is. Um, I mean, it's difficult to sustain the whole legacy. Mm. Um, and David, do you see something similar in your work? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like uh, it's we, we're trying to fill the gap that that has been uh, left, I guess. And uh, many students do say that ah, what. Yeah, why, why can't we learn this? Uh, why haven't I've known about this? Mm. Especially when you have, when you highlight certain things and then they have no idea about it, but it's so important for them uh, to know about it. So, and uh, they are surprised that they they haven't get to discover about it. And uh, it's not easy to go there and change some minds, change some hearts uh, with one class. Uh, but basically for for what we do, for example, is like especially when it comes to intercultural learning, it's done. It's it, it's usually good when it's done in an informal education, uh, instead of like in a classroom setting, following curriculum. So it makes it easier to create that space outside of the the mainstream of education, especially for intercultural learning. Of course, service learning is a bit different; it has its own mm. pedagogy, but it also incorporates yeah. uh, intercultural learning. Uh, so. How to make it sustainable? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, f- for for working from Africa Center, usually what we do is after doing a program, we tend to push the students and then shed light into African literatures, mm-hmm. and we make sure the student, the teachers, and the school mm, to have some uh, some African literatures. Why are these people denied? This philosophy, this mm. ideology, this rich culture and history of an entire continent and people also that live in different parts of uh, the world. So uh, that's what we try to do to make it a little bit sustainable. But usually you have to work uh, around around that margin, I guess. Mm. So let's build, um, let's plant the seed yeah. in the margins and let it grow. Mm-hmm. Um in many ways, I think your work also actually aspired to make Hong Kong a more inclusive society by filling the gaps that we don't really have in mainstream mm. education. Um, in one line, perhaps, how do you understand inclusiveness? And yeah, that's a challenge, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and do you see a day when Hong Kong might not need you um, in, the, in the margins, but maybe you know, able to incorporate you in the mainstream um, education? 
one word. Uh, uh, one, <laughs> one, one, one phrase, one line. Um, I think inclusivity is constantly changing. And then, like, as the wit mentioned beforehand, would be about, like, inclusive language. We use the word inclusive these days, like diversity and inclusivity. But this word, it's more like a... Like a chant, right? Like, <laughs> like what does it mean by like diversity, inclusivity? It a lot of time like we don't have a legit answer to it, and then like for me, inclusivity, inclusivity, it's about respect. Like mm. uh, that is a one liner. Mm-hmm. Inclusivity okay. <laughs> is about respect. So it is, in fact, that you respect one another. That's why you have. Oh, which I hate to use this word, uh, tolerance. Mm. Uh, because like the word tolerance has been used for millennials um, regarding like towards the other. Mm. But it is in fact that you have to understand the others in order to have such, maybe tolerance will be the first stage and then later on goes to incorporating or to understanding their culture as a whole in or to really include them them into the so-called my majority so try to uh, i mean like if i have to put on my academic hat then like it's a it's a sociological thing right like like the um uh thing on um the orthodox it's like the majority and the heterodox is the thing that is like being excluded but we are the heterodox, at the end of the day the orthodox were trying to um consume the heterodox into the majority but the thing is like in in terms of sexual sexual education it's still tough like imagine like not imagine if you can if you see like the the um, current system in the US or UK so many parents are going against like comprehensive sex education like they, they are saying that oh you are turning our kids into like sexual maniacs or oh you are turning them that and this and that or you are you are doing um, political correctness this and that and this has if, if you're saying that like whether we will, will one day run out of job no i don't think so <laughs> like it's just that the fight is it's on and on and on and and then like if say say for example even in hong kong like we if we um sex or sexuality education or even like um content has been flying in um um social media constantly these days like our ngos different ngos has been putting up content where regarding sexual health whatsoever but still like uh we of course like this we we have the attention but at the end of the day pink economy is one thing like people consume <coughs> our stuff for for financial gain is one thing whether they are really interested in doing systemic change is another thing if we are just a token for people to you know amp up their dni score then i don't think that that is useful but still as i mentioned being in a margin have their own niche market so in that sense we will run out of job yes <laughs> Uh, it's 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 very hard to speak about uh, inclusivity in a few words, but uh, there is this uh, to, to go to this one trainer who say, used to say that uh, uh, if diversity is uh, inviting everyone to to the ball or to dance, and inclusion is when everyone is dancing. Maybe I'm moving my shoulders, mm-hmm. and someone is flipping over there, the other one jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. So we create that environment, and then everybody's uh, yeah feeling it, and then felt comfortable enough to to be included. And that's uh, 
that's what uh, kind of in- inclusion is. And then, yeah, you need you need to do a lot of things to, mm. to create that environment mm. where everyone feels comfortable. Because like I said, when it's dancing my culture, I dance with my shoulders. And mm-hmm. then somebody else it will be dancing with their hip. Another person mm-hmm. will be jumping up and down or moving their hands. So everybody needs to be comfortable enough and you have to support that. So that's that might be, I think, the best way mm. <laughs> to say it in terms of it. So now what I want to add yeah. is that what inclusive, uh, uh, according mm. to, like something that you, you, you spark this, is that it is our role to create a space, safe space mm. for yes. everybody. True. But the thing is, like this incident just happened <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> huh? um, I, I'll tell you the story uh, off, off air, but like there will always be like um, you know, homophobics. There will mm. always be transphobic. There will be always be trans um, racist. There will always be xenophobics. Like those people have their own discourse. We are in the age of like um, big data and and algorithms. Mm. And then likes of Andrew Tate. Is that the <laughs> Like they are trying to you know like. Re, uh, um, return us back to the age of like the, those sort of draconian age mm-hmm. or, or, or Jim Crow if I have to quote American like racist uh, racism um, then then I mean what uh, what we are doing um, it, it's it, it does matter but there is always another power to upset mm-hmm. our fruit what, what we have done so so yeah I think the constant struggle is that as long as there is political, gain in both parties like what is considered as inclusivity or or it's it w- w- I think it will be being weaponized like in, in some sense say people will the word inclusivity could also turn into wokeness for example mm-hmm. which has turned into a relatively derogatory phrase so if we are just being nice to people then we are being woke and we are just we are we are you know like a bunch of weird hippies then they there will always be this kind of discourse. Yeah, I think that uh, like yeah, your second question was: Will will there be a day where you don't need this kind of education? Mm. Uh, I mean, we do. Yeah, it's very hard to be uh, pessimistic as well. Like we we've come so far. Yes. Uh, we've come like it was not long that there was segregation. Uh, in different part of uh, the continent, there was segregation, South Africa segregation. In the US, even in Hong Kong, at at one time there was yeah. some sort of segregation, I guess. And we, we we've come so far, uh, so that that's good. Of course, there will be a lot of people who would resist change, who will fight change. That's why you need education as well. Mm-hmm. So that's it's through that you need to bring uh, these people to into just uh, into creating this just society. So uh, that's why also see the power uh, that we have yeah. uh, slowly people are changing the majority are actually uh, becoming more inclusive but mm. of course the more the more people become more inclusive uh, the, there will be a lot of polarization yeah. as well because the other people just dig their mm. ground so and try to plant their food which is not uh, which is not right as well so we we have to use our own way to to, to bring these people by bringing them to 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 this to this uh, to this direction and creating more awareness uh, in different ways, I guess. I hear. Yeah. I mean, as a person working in education and also research as well, I think 
what you um, I echo a lot with what you have talked about for these two episodes is actually the fact that there is there are some kind of systemic lack in、mm. the education system that kind of institutionalize certain beliefs among us, and what we are trying to do here is actually try to undo that, unfold、mm. that,、mm-hmm. unpack that for 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 everyone.、Um, I wish you know someday we could. Or dance in that utopia that we、uh, <laughs> mentioned. That probably I was just dancing with my fingers, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, the very, very last question、um, we asked we asked this question to our guest.、Um, can you try to use three words or three phrases that describe your, your life、mm-hmm. in, in Hong Kong as an individual or as an educator? I think as an individual, in both, I, it's very hard to separate as an educator as well for me.、Mm-hmm. I I always love this quote by. Uh, Maya Angelou, which is,、uh, I'm human, and nothing human is alien to me.、Mm. So, I think if we, if we accept that we are all somehow some flows, we're flowed a little bit, and then we can also, I think, acknowledge there is some good in those people that <laughs> he was mentioning, and we have to see that goodness to 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 bring them. Uh, I think to to the right direction, and that's why、uh, education is a good instrument、mm. in that way. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. That's very inspiring.、Um, mm. Justin, <laughs> it's really hard.、Um, like I don't know. Like I would say, like the the word that describes my my life in Hong Kong, it's about the way of the middle, like Zhong Yong Zidou in Cantonese. It's just We're just trying to like, like for for us, for me at least, I try to like mediate like different powers, like from left and right, from different conservatism or liberalism. Like I think, like for me, like what I wanted to do as educator or I don't know scholar whatsoever is to find a way that.、Um, That we could talk on the same table. We could, I mean, like if you are not okay with each other, it's fine. Come to、yeah. my table, eat, and then, <laughs> and then you know, like let's talk about stuff. Come with one solution, one or two solutions. I think, like for me, it's I, 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 I. Of course, I have my own agendas, like regarding like sex and sexuality, all these kind of stuff. I just want if there is like so called truth, like I just want. Um, to、uh, want us to get into a certain truth that is relatively more objective, and then just try to make everybody's life happier. I always tell my my friends or even、um, one of our, some of our students or even、um, like the、um, participants from my events. Like I always tell them, I don't matter, you matter. Like I'm here to help you curate your own life or to you know like change your mentality on certain things so that. When you encounter certain issues, or when you are in these certain issues, then you know where to seek help or where what I can help you. So, as I said, I don't matter. Okay, like after listening to all these kind of stuff, I don't matter. But like you matter, so please change your own surrounding. After listening to this, like if you found us that、uh, what、uh, we have said is useful, then change your own surroundings, change your own pedagogies, and change your life, lah. With that note, on a beautiful utopian vision.、Um, thank you so much,、uh, Dawi and Justin, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.